Well, we were all introduced to this brand back in 2003 with the release of the fastest pickup truck in the world. Or the SRT-10 Ram with its Viper V10 jammed underneath the hood set a Guinness Book of World Records for fastest production pickup truck, beating out the Ford F-150 Lightning from SVT. But SRT, what is that? SRT was about to become the new performance arm of Chrysler Corporation, not just dedicated to Dodge like the RT branding. SRT was going to become the performance brand for everything. But really, where did the SRT come from and how did it get all started? Well, that's one of the things Autolux is going to take a look at today on this podcast. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website at autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out. Read some of the reviews and hell, even read some of the articles we write about the podcast you are listening to. Hell, you can find pictures of all the products we're talking about on these podcasts on the autolux.net website. The Autolux Podcast has been brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Group and is distributed by podbeam.com. If you'd like to get in touch with with Everett J or the Autolux team, please send an email over to email at autolux.net. So like we said in the beginning, SRT, Street and Racing Technology. When did it really come out? Like we all thought 2003 with the SRT Neon and the SRT Dodge Ram and then the new SRT 10 Viper was its beginning. But essentially the SRT brand goes back a little further. The street and racing technology brand was initially set up as Team Viper back in the late 80s. Yes, SRT were the people who originally put together the Viper. So Team Viper at Chrysler Corporation in the late 80s, utilizing that Viper V10 borrowed from Lamborghini from their Formula 1 car, was its start. The SRT brand is what helped build the Viper into what it eventually became, bringing out the moniker of the RT branding once again to the Dodge lineup. But SRT wanted to be even more. And after they finished the project of Team Viper, that eventually moved on to becoming Team Prowler. But once again, Team Prowler helped produce the new Roadster for this generation. Unfortunately, not with enough power and only a V6. Without a V8, the Team Prowler never became what it truly should have been. After which, when Team Prowler finally released the Plymouth Prowler to the public, this team came back and said, we need to do even more. Where people are complaining about the Prowler, let's do something more for Chrysler as a whole. It eventually became the SVE, or Specialty Vehicle Engineering Firm. But with a name like that, you gotta think to yourself, that's not too amazing. Sure, Ford had the Special Vehicles Team, or SVE. Why should we call it SVE? It's way too close to what Ford's branding is. SVE eventually became, in January 2002, PVO, or the Performance Vehicle Operations. This is where all performance vehicles for Chrysler Corporation product ranges came from. So not even just Chrysler, Plymouth, Dodge, and even G products were all part of the PVO team. Unfortunately, PVO was only the project's team name. Running from January 2002 all the way to 2004, PVO was the team that built what would soon become the SRT branding. In the late 2004, the SRT brand took over for the SRT products had become. 
SRT showed up as a moniker on both the Neon, the Ram, and the Viper in 2003. These were all brand new products, and they were pushing the envelope of performance within the Chrysler Corporation. It wasn't just all about styling packages that the RT brand had. This was about performance. This was about speed. This was about being fast. And now, with the rise of the Fast and Furious craze it created within the import tuner marketplace, and everybody looking at every main product as a performance product. The baby boomer generation was now getting into retirement age. They were looking at the retro craze of the Prowlers, the Mustangs, the PT Cruisers. Hell, even the reintroduction of the 300. Well, what about their kids? Their kids grew up with their parents who talked about these amazing performance products from the past. Their RT Chargers and Challengers. And they wanted that. They were willing to pay to get that from the factory. Whereas most of them were not wrench heads like their parent. In a day and age of computers, products had to be available from the start with performance in them. Eventually, this would bring back names like Yanko and Shelby to the front lines. But SRT is what Dodge had in mind. And in 2005, the SRT brand was finally released. Soon enough, the SRT branding was showing up in Chrysler dealerships all across the country. And before too long, more products started to arrive. The second generation of the Neon came out. Whereas in Canada, we had the SX 2.0, the new SRT Neon from Chrysler was here. And with 2005 being the brand's dedication, the SRT nameplate was about to arrive. With the original SRT Neon, it was just the SRT. But with the second generation, SRT decided to get into branding their names with the performance orientation and displacement of the vehicle. Where if it was a 4, it was SRT 4. If it was a 6-cylinder, it was SRT 6, an 8, or a 10. This had become very apparent with the release of both the Neon and the Chrysler 300. The Viper we already knew as the SRT 10 because the original Viper was the RT 10. But with the Neon utilizing the SRT 4 nameplate for its four-cylinder engine, and the 300 with the SRT 8. We started to see that SRT was more about performance and its engine size. And with the 300 now out, utilizing the SRT nameplate, SRT had become a bigger brand within the Chrysler Corporation, moving from just becoming a performance moniker attached to the performance products available from these companies. They were moving past just Dodge branded products that are now on Chrysler, with both the 300 and the Crossfire. Soon enough, a new SRT8 Charger and SRT8 Magnum came out. Eventually released the SRT10 Coupe from the second generation Viper. And in 2006, we got to see the very first performance-orientated Jeep product. Whereas the original Compass was supposed to have a rally version to bring a more street vibe to the Jeep brand, this was done away with where it became the Jeep Compass Sport. In 2006, Jeep said we need the Grand Cherokee, now built off a Mercedes GL class, to be product fast. With Mercedes having their hand inside of Chrysler Corporation, being that it was now Daimler Chrysler, Mercedes had AMG variations of all of their products. AMG being a separated brand which was eventually bought out by Mercedes and brought into its stable. The AMG brand was now the performance arm of Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz didn't like it that the Chrysler Corporation didn't have their own performance brand. Where Chrysler needed to compete with the likes of both Ford and General Motors, they needed 
needed their own performance arm. The SRT badge was it. Three letters, all meaning what you think they do. And with the Grand Cherokee SRT8 coming out, Dodge was now moving into a product stable of SRT products within every major market. SRT trucks, SUVs, sedans, wagons, muscle cars, and even Grand Touring products as the Viper. The SRT was here to stay. As 2005 saw the SRT brand being set up, it needed its own product. And with Daimler finally selling off the Chrysler Corporation to Fiat in the early teen years, Chrysler needed a new Viper. Whereas the Challenger, the 300, the Charger, the Grand Cherokee, hell, even the Caliber all had SRT badges on them. SRT needed its own product, dedicated product. That would come in line with the release of the 2012 Dodge Viper. But it wouldn't be a Dodge Viper when it brought out. In 2012, the Viper was released and became the first standalone product available from the SRT brand. Branded as the SRT Viper, the Viper was now moving away from its Dodge counterpart. Whereas AMG was having its own GT series and soon AMG GT four-door, Dodge was doing this with the Viper, blending it into the SRT nameplate. This wouldn't last forever because as of May 4, 2014, it was reconsolidated under the Chrysler Corporation, with SRT moving back into being an added label to the main product range. Instead of being the dedicated performance arm, similar to that of AMG or the M badging, SRT was now a standalone Chrysler Corporation performance brand. But by this time, the new Dodge Viper, or Dodge SRT Viper, only followed suit with Chargers, Challengers, and soon Durangos. With the Grand Cherokee SRT finally bowing out and Chrysler doing away with the SRT badges from the 300, the SRT moniker was now moving back to a Dodge-only brand. Consolidating within one brand meant that this performance arm was dedicated to only one product range, with Chrysler utilizing the S nameplate for their sports product and Jeep utilizing the Trackhawk. Similar to that of their Trailhawk variations, SRT was all Dodge. This meant SRT can do whatever the hell they wanted and wouldn't have to do the classification of the engine size anymore. The SRT badge just meant all in power. This was great considering the fact that the Challenger and the Charger were by this time known as dedicated performance products. Dodge had lost both the Caravan, the Dart, and was slowly losing the journey. It was becoming a three-product range with the Charger, the Challenger, and the Durango. Soon enough, we'd see the rise of the Hornet, but the Hornet would only utilize the RT badging. SRT as a performance brand would slowly dwindle to only a three-product stable. Why? Why? With a brand that once had products such as Graceful as the Grand Cherokee, the Crossfire, and the 300 was now being pinched to being a Dodge-only product stable with only three vehicles. Well, the loss of the Viper meant its main product was gone. And with Fiat not adding more products as quickly as they were required, the SRT brand had to fold itself back into the Dodge product range. 
Chrysler needed its own image because they needed to be separated from the Dodge brand. Same with Jeep. They couldn't be associated. What do you think this is? Ford or General Motors? No, this is Fiat Chrysler Association, where each brand runs independently of each other. This would hold true even when Peugeot Citroën bought them out and formed the Stellantis Corporation. The SRT branding would all but disappear. And now with the rise of electric vehicles, the SRT nameplate is losing its ground. This was not before one of its biggest hurrahs of all time. With the release of the SRT Demon, this would soon become the fastest quarter mile production car ever available from an American manufacturer. With SRT having its hand in the release of the Challenger Demon. Through the SRT Hellcat range, SRT was showcasing that it still meant power. It still meant that it was here. It wasn't going away. All three Three generations of the Charger included an SRT brand. Both generations of the Challenger included it. Two generations of the Viper have had it. The Ram, which originally showcased how much power and how much innovation street racing technology had, had been kicked out of the Dodge stable and formed its own division with the Ram brand. With Ram having the Rebel TRX variation for its off-road product, the SRT was not going to be making a comeback anytime soon. So where could the SRT go from now? Well, the SRT brand is showcasing to us that there is still a future for the performance brand. With the release of the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT concept car, showcasing a rebirth of a two-door version of the Dodge Charger in electric form, SRT may have a future within the electric vehicle industry. That's all great, but let's see how far this can really go if the SRT brand can stand up. With Dodge still utilizing the RT badging moniker for sport editions, can SRT hold its own ground as performance products slowly take a back seat to environment environmental protectionism, where people see muscle cars as an issue to our environment. Will SRT be able to live on into the future, or will it fade away like so many others? SRT has been very short-lived, lasting less than 20 years as a dedicated brand. Will it be able to come out of this alive, or will it fade to the graveyard of automotive past? That is a question we have to really ask ourselves. The SRT brand has given us some great product from the SRT4 range with a Neon and the Caliber. The SRT6 only had one product with the Crossfire. The 8 having the most with the Charger, the 300, the Magnum, the Grand Cherokee, and the Challenger. The SRT10 was the most powerful one with both the Ram and the Viper. Ranging in power from 250 horsepower all the way up to the 840 horsepower Challenger SRT Demon, the SRT brand has showcased to everybody that you can put tons of power into a naturally aspirated vehicle. SRT was the last company to issue a naturally aspirated V10 from an American brand with its Viper. With natural aspiration now going away, where is our true power going to come from? Well, with the future in electric vehicles, the SRT brand may have a savings grace with the SRT Charger Daytona concept. But that all comes down to if the product ever gets released and if the market is ready for a two-door once again.
SRT was a great brand throughout its time, having sedans, wagons, hatchbacks, SUVs, trucks, muscle cars, and grand tourers. The SRT brand showed us that they can do just about anything they put their mindset to, creating track variations of off-road vehicles and making the ultimate quarter-mile performance muscle car out there. The SRT brand was something that we all wanted from an American company. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it on any of the social feeds that you find us upon. We are available on every major streaming site from Spotify to iTunes and even Sony Music. You can find the Autolux podcast on. And if you're looking to get in touch with us, send us an email over at email at autolux.net. And myself, Everett J, will respond to you and let you know what's going on. If you'd like to join our mailing list, head over to the autolux.net website and find out more information and get the new updates when new podcasts and even new updates to the website come out. After that, stop by the website, check out some of our ratings, check out some of our reviews, and even find the small little company you've been looking for on the Corporate Links website. From big or small, we have them all, all on the Autolux.net Corporate Links website. The Autolux Podcast has been brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Group and distributed by Podbeam.com. The Autolux Podcast is hosted by the one and only Everett Jane. If you'd like to get in touch with them, send them an email over to email at autolux.net. So for myself, Everett Jane, the Autolux.net website, strap yourself in for this one fun, powerful ride that the SRT brand will take us on.